1: Hi, friends. Welcome back to another episode. I'm Saba. And I'm Brandon. And we are your hosts of the Cannabis Hangout. On today's episode, we have the pleasure of speaking with someone who is a creative influence on our culture here in Oklahoma City. He's a performing DJ that we've gotten to jam with more than once. And we were so stoked to get to know him more today. So, guys, please welcome DJ
0: Lightbright to the Cannabis Hangout.
2: What's up, y'all? How are hey, you Lightbright. You all?
0: <laughs> Thank you so much for being with us today and just taking time out of your busy schedule. I know. Thanks for spending it with us.
2: I feel like I'm not the one with the busy schedule because I keep up with you both uh. on Instagram. So there's like so much work and <laughs> play. I'm like, when can I get uh, an opportunity to that? Flattered. Touche. The. Um, all of the fun that you two have. Uh, on the we show. have a so lot of fun. We do. Thank you for having me. This is like super cool. Absolutely. If anyone ever gets a chance to be on the podcast, this is like the super dopest environment. We've got all the lights going. <laughs> it smells incredible. So <laughs> Look at him being show. a DJ I, I know. I love it. It's my job. I love, it. job. I can't. I love really
0: setting the tone for our listeners. <laughs> yes. Let's do it. So just to start from the beginning, um, tell us where your cannabis journey first began. Oh, my
2: gosh. It was 2011. Oh, wow, you remember? It was, yeah, I remember exactly. It was uh, just after I graduated from high school, and I was hanging out with some friends. And a guy pulled up who was like an older—I think I feel like it's like quintessential older guy who graduated, coming back to his hometown, and the young kids on the block are like <laughs> sitting around listening to him tell campfire stories. Yeah. And he like pulls out this green pipe of sour diesel. And he loads it up. And I remember so vividly the smell. Because it's my first time smelling cannabis. Yeah. I feel like in such a close distance. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm like 17. Like I said, fresh graduated, right. about to go to college. It's like the universe was like, hey, you need this experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seven minutes from your house before you go off to college. <laughs> and I remember also I had an Arizona tea and a wow, bag of it's, the cannabis. It's uh. so good. I almost <laughs> can smell it. And I had a bag of corn nuts. And wow. I took the largest rip of this little turtle-shaped green pipe with sour diesel in it, and I threw every corn nugget back up. Oh no!
0: And I had just eaten that. You didn't think he was gonna say that song, huh? And
2: it was so, so. Humbling! Oh my I got so blazed. Oh wow! But I
0: love that. I
2: <laughs> had to wait about two hours before I could go home because I'm like, there's no way it's like the first one. Well, smoke. thank
0: goodness, <laughs> it was seven minutes.
2: I, and, I really thought this through. I said, you know, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna experience this, like yeah. all the movies say, like, right. I'm gonna be <laughs> eating <laughs> all the snacks at home, yeah. and like, I need to wait till my parents go to sleep. <laughs> right, whole thing. You
0: can't what you thing. can't look make eye contact whole with them. <laughs> no, at all. And I
2: have to say, like, this is a great setup because my second experience. With cannabis. So this was like June 2011. So I go to college, I play basketball. <laughs> I finish the first season. We get into off season and I meet up with some of the football team and mm-hmm. I've been partying with them throughout the year okay. off and on. And they're like, Hey man, come party with us. Cause I've been part of my basketball team and yeah, they, different like, crowds. they like to play 2k and drink. Like yeah. beer, like it's like a hangout. <laughs> I like to do fun things like go explore yeah. and yeah. not just sit life. there. Exactly. Yes, for sure. So they're like, hey, man, come over. And this is literally my second time. And we come to Oklahoma City, we go to Ziggy's. I think we like push back. We've got all our products, Ziggies. buy some weed from <laughs> the local guys, and we're like, all right, let's smoke. And I take a large gravity bong rip. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Of course. <laughs> So I think my third experience, I didn't, but that's that would probably Uh, not be full of a story. But the first two times, you threw up, I threw up, but it was like it felt like now that I'm eleven years in, and I've had some really wild spiritual experiences and like conversations. Mm -hmm. I have a spiritual doula, my wife and I do, and so we have like these really deep conversations. Where the the other day, she was explaining a. Uh, experience that somebody else had and she was like you know when you have these convulsions or this reaction it's a lot of times you rejecting or regurgitating trauma mm-hmm. I was like what blows wow. your mind, huh? get yeah. out of here so the like, first two times that I smoked cannabis I'm yeah. like I don't hear this till nine years later but yeah. like, it clearly didn't stop me then so mm-hmm. I yeah. loved it. I hope that didn't deter anybody wow. who's like, I sure want to try cannabis, but yeah. I, I, I throw up. So, uh. <laughs> I mean, no, because like, here's you didn't the thing. Give up. <laughs> yeah. And
1: sometimes I, I mean, Brandon can vouch for this. Sometimes I'm very sensitive to smoke, and sometimes I'll have moments where I'm, I smoke and I'm about to throw up because mm. my, like, just the cough. And I actually, like, but. I feel like I do get higher. <laughs> not yeah, not that I'm I saying mean, that moment's great cuz it's not a it's great moment, but right. I feel like it definitely does get me like a lot higher and something just happens in my body. I don't want to
2: ruin my outfit. <laughs> I don't want to like ruin the time, but <laughs> right? I just kind of level up in spirituality after that. So.
1: Yeah, word. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. So, what's your go-to way to consume cannabis oh. and do you have any daily cannabis routines?
2: Ooh, ooh, ooh. love this question. So, my go-to way is through vape. I which you can't see, but I have a lovely dime vape cartridge with me. And it is my, like, besides <laughs> the element of love and always have peace with me, this is like my other go-to in life. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm walking around with life, I've always got love in one pocket, <laughs> I've got peace in another pocket, and I've got this dime vape in my back pocket. It. And the the ritual oh, is awesome. like wake up and as Weez Khalifa says, bake up. So yes. I wake and bake and... I like to really use strains to my advantage. So Mm -hmm. I like to start the morning with a hybrid or a sativa. And then as the day progresses, kind of shift more to hybrids and indicas Mm -hmm. and then using different strains for kind of like different activities. So up until about a week and a half or so ago, I was really um, struggling with an ADHD medication that I had. And so I just kind of, with some conversations with Shelby, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to stop taking it. I'm just going (laughs) to take a break. It's the summer. I'm well stimulated with all of life that is going on. Let's just, let's just go real natural with it. And so I also found that with using the strain specifically, then I could activate different things that I was looking for. So if I needed a little more focus for maybe a meeting or a call, Mm -hmm. I would go to a strain like mango diesel or strawberry cough that are sativas Mm -hmm. that allow a bit more focus. Yeah. But a sativa that I'm going to stay away from if I'm working is blueberry lemon haze. Yeah. I'm speaking specifically dime strains because that one kind of makes me want to fight.
0: Yeah. It just it's got, it's got,
2: it gives me a lot of energy. And then it also puts me into the nebulas of like, I mean, is somebody looking at me? Cause yeah. and like I said, I walk around with love and peace in my pocket. So right. there's no need for that. Yes. <laughs> if I want to eat, I might switch to an indica or, you know, maybe a, a hybrid. And so yeah. I use that throughout the day and that's really my routine And then when the kids are gone and there's no disruption, I love, love, love a good joint. And I'm going to flower and it's me and the wife sitting on the patio, shooting the shit, just, you know, just, just, what is this, the cannabis hangout, right? We're just hanging out. (laughs) So I really really like um, to consume cannabis in those two ways. I feel like when I'm in other spaces, oh, it's just a Pandora's box. What you got? Mm. Yeah, We're we're doing bong rips. We've got um, dabs. Mm. (laughs) Are we um, smoking very well-rolled backwoods? Shout out to Saba. Um, (laughs) Thank
1: you. you (laughs) Shout out to Brendan Wilder for teaching me this. (laughs) Let's
2: go. Let's go. Shout out to everyone who's taught someone how to consume cannabis in a new way.
1: Really?
0: Is it a Gatorade bottle
2: with a, um, what is it, a? screw, not a screw, but like uh, a... Yep, I know what you're talking about. A top, like, that was how we were doing it, was it an <laughs> apple? So. Is it an
0: apple? Is it an apple? I mean, you know. Yeah.
2: Is it your fist? I don't know. You know
0: there's, there's so many like <laughs> miles of desperation
2: you go to. A guy at Coachella I know, was like, hey, can I smoke your joint? And he's like, man, I know we're coming out of COVID, so I like don't want to get you sick. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, watch this. And I'm like, honestly, bro, you could have just hit it. with your- I don't really care. Like, it's whatever. And he's like, he like put his fist in a weird way, and he like tucks it, and he's like. <laughs> and I'm like, to where his mouth no was touching <laughs> And it wasn't touching the end, and wow. then he inhaled it, and it was this
1: great wow. thing. And I was like, wow. What a party trick. My party trick is rolling backwards in <laughs> joints. That's my yeah, party it, trick. I feel like.
2: There needs to be like a NFT collection of party people, yeah. And then like, there's a person. They're like, there's a character for each NFT. So it's like, are you the backwards roller? The specialty, yeah. yeah, The certain niche of everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's creative.
0: So, okay, was there a point in time when cannabis became became something that was more medicinal to you?
2: Mm, Yes, that was probably around 2018. (coughs) And I'm like really thinking back on this because it's a you lot have a good of good memory. Lila. Yeah, thank you. Do. you. It's so. a lot of like, well, just a lot of like connecting moments, and mm-hmm. I think that music also helps too. Somewhere in my mm-hmm. head, there's like a music library or yeah. like a a palette of music or textures of music that go with that time frame, so I can mm-hmm. like go back and dial that in. But 2018, we were in Oklahoma. I think the legalization was about to pass for medicinal, and then we had like a move and we had like a lot of life changes. And I feel like I'm a person that is good with balance and can bounce and maneuver through certain life changes. And there are certain life changes that I just, it's like, it's just beating me
0: down. And you're just trying to get up. And I'm just trying to get up. Mm -hmm. And
2: those were kind of those moments where I did lean to it. Now, I didn't have the knowledge at the time because it still wasn't legal at the medicinal level. So it was really just getting whatever you could get to just help you maneuver through the things, whether it was back pain, whether it was fighting ADHD before I was able to get on medication. Mm -hmm. So that was really when it turned for me. And then about 2020 was when the accessibility got to a point where now we can really start to, I like to call it microdose, the cannabis with the different events. Okay, am I in a work mode? And I know that my child is about to be home Mm -hmm. in 30 minutes. I kind of need something to help me lose track or lose focus of my work tasks so I get up and maybe go fix a snack in the kitchen Mm -hmm. and now I'm in a jolly mood and so when my child comes home I'm hey versus the static of having to Mm -hmm. break that like that really became a moment where I was like "Hmm, Mm
0: hmm let's yeah let's go
2: somewhere with this
0: yeah isn't it crazy too for you becoming a parent like what it does to like your your mind track, like the fact that you were like intentional enough to be yes. like, I'm going to stop what I'm doing to make my mind go clear so I can be ready for my babe. Yes,
2: yeah. yes. Yeah. It feels like it's it's the service that I not only owe them, but owe myself. Mm-hmm. Like I, I read something the other day and my wife had posted it on her Instagram and it was like, you know, the age of children between, I think it was like 18 months and- Thirty-six months or forty-eight months is like really crucial because there's so much development, mm-hmm. and we talk about having a very active careers and being adults and being yes. parents and being, you know, wanting to also explore the world. And then with myself having a fairly successful career, yeah. I'm not wanting to miss those moments yeah. too. So, mm-hmm. what is a really good natural, clean way? And it's like well, let's put it back into the community, and I'm supporting yeah. the community. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm supporting my local bud tenders For and sure. supporting my local grows by not only buying the product, but then sharing the product. And yes. it just yeah. becomes a whole thing where the community benefits, my family benefits. It's full
1: circle that, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, it's all about mindset too. I feel like you have a beautiful mind. I and mm-hmm. yeah. it, I don't mean to say this in a hateful way, but it's hard to find men that, are, that take the time to do deep self-work like you clearly are doing and have done. Thank you. And so it's beautiful to hear you say these things, even like the mindfulness with your kids because yes. that's- it takes a lot of extra work for men to do that, mm-hmm. I feel like. And I don't want to speak for men no, because I'm not one, but...
2: Yes, but just- I think that I can I can speak for a lot of us and say that it is deep work that we're not even aware is available. Yes. Almost. Mm-hmm. It's like... For sure. I think that I got to this space through therapy in just having a conversation with someone who doesn't know anything about me, but now I am going deep into myself to then analyze things. So then you kind of get into that routine of mm-hmm. analyzing with someone who doesn't have judgment. Yeah. It's not your parents. It's mm-hmm. not your partner. It's not your friends. No your one friends, who's biased it's your teammate, about anything no about you. Single bias. And then I'm even like, man, you're not even biased. At like, I have to pay you. Like, like even, even yeah. when it comes to I had a therapist one time. I should speak on this. For anyone who's had a bad experience with therapy and you're thinking about giving it another chance, do give it, give it another chance. Because my first three experiences were rough. <laughs> And it wasn't until my fourth one, my yeah. current therapist that I've had for, I think, almost two years now wow, yeah. that it's like clicked and it's been great. Mm-hmm. And so I say all that to say you get into a routine. And so then when you're not with your therapist and when you're on your car rides mm-hmm. or you're having your shower thoughts or you're cooking or whatever, you have those moments to be like, dang, yeah, that's a light bulb to myself or mm-hmm. that's a so-and-so to myself. And that was really kind of what I touched on a few moments ago, like the last couple of weeks. I'm like, OK, well, I'm away from my children I'm working in a flow that I like to work in. What can I maybe do to eliminate um, some either barriers or roadblocks that may affect everything from my parenting to my friendships and my work relationships to my sex life? Yeah, like There's a whole yes. thing a that I start to – a lot of important to,
0: things. And it's like,
2: well, if I can eliminate this, and then we've got this beautiful plant that has all of these different variations that feed into us in this way. Yeah. Okay, like, Jalen, what can you do?
0: Yeah. What can you do? Right. Yeah, that's good. That's good. It's cool that you do that inner work. Thank you. It's admirable. Super important. So what's
1: your favorite thing to do after or while you're smoking? What's the vibe? (laughs)
2: This is like (laughs) a given, right? Yeah. To music. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I kind of knew the (laughs) answer to that question, but But you could have surprised
1: me and said, like, I don't know, reading comics Ooh, or something. okay. Okay, <laughs>
2: so this is like the alt answer, which is one that I'm really getting into because uh, shout out to all of my ex athletes out there. I have to stretch more, yeah, as I get older, so I get into yoga.
1: Brandon loves to get really
0: high. And oh my yeah. gosh, it's
2: the greatest thing ever!
0: It is so good. Yeah. It th- like expands like- your experience in your mind and the way your body feels. <laughs> Thank
2: you. Yeah, yeah. It, I, it's it's almost like having a fitness workout while you're high because I like to do that as well yes. but then yes in moments where I'm stretching and maybe if I wasn't high I wouldn't be able to push to that point mm-hmm. where I know that my muscles needed to be stretched or worked yeah. out yeah yeah it's a, it's a whole can. different game yeah.
0: whenever you figure out <laughs> yoga I don't care who you are yeah it is good if you have a spine yoga is good for you Say yeah that again please straight up
2: that have is a just spine. Like so
1: good <laughs> Yoga is your key <laughs> to life. So let's flip the script a little. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Mm,
2: so I am DJ Lightbright or Jalen Dorsey. I actually made a joke before the podcast. I'm not, <laughs> just, just, just use my DJ name, but it's not genuine of me to not give who I am. Yes. So um I am a almost 30 entrepreneur, DJ, MC, <laughs> uh, culture curator, father, husband um son I really like to experience life at its fullest that is my both dream and toxic trait if you will yes. um it's like Jalen you need to slow down and that's my body being like Jalen you need to slow down yep. and I'm like I can't life is so great right now <laughs> yeah. um, and and I feel like just me at the core if if anyone out there knows enneagrams i'm an enneagram 7 uh, i'm an enfj i am a uh cancer cancer leo so i'm a cancer sun cancer moon leo rising okay. so if anybody wants to run my uh chart they can it, it just i'm a person that likes to please and likes to harmonize but at the same time, I'm really about a core group of people that mean something to me. And it, there's never really a number to it. It's more of like the meaning to me means that that person is like living their personal legend out. Mm-hmm. And so when I connect with people who are on some sort of journey, whether it's a career journey or a spiritual journey or a relationship journey or all of the above or none of the above – there is some level of connection that I typically get with people. And then it's like they become a part of my community. Mm -hmm. And so that in the most unique way is how Light Bright and Friends became a thing where it was really just DJs that I was connecting with and then fans who I didn't ever want to call fans because Mm -hmm. it felt imposter-like to have fans as like a local (laughs) entertainer and just mover and shaker. And then you start to really shift the culture and that is what felt like the moment where I'm like looking around me I'm looking around at the people around me and I'm looking at the energies that they are exuding and I'm feeling what I feel like is the shift in culture in Oklahoma Mm -hmm. and I'm like something's happening and I don't know what it is Uh but I feel like I need to be an influence of some sort in some way in some form or fashion and that was like 24 2014, 2015. Yeah, And I was starting to DJ and I was starting to kind of figure out where my next years were as just a being. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, it felt like it was entertainment. It felt like it was um, another, like, I like tourism. I like to really shine light on Oklahoma City and Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. So I worked a lot of different places where I'm working marketing. It's like, if I can just amplify what I feel like is this space that we're in mm-hmm. if it's not even just the physical land space but just this current space that we're in I feel like it will bring more energy to it and that's just kind of been my life mission yeah and who I've been just kind of building myself around
0: yeah I feel like that's playing out like as you're saying it though yeah because like you are developed like you you know, this community, like, the mm-hmm. energy you bring to every session you're doing and mm-hmm. the people you're attracting and all the mm-hmm. different energies. It's, like, it's what you're doing for, like, the city and, like, the people in it and, mm-hmm. like, bringing people together. Kind of, like, what you were wanting to do in, you know, 2014. Like, feeling that urge. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's, like, look at you now. And it's yeah, been it's true, been really true. cool.
1: Like, we've been watching you DJ since kind of, I would say, the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I remember Brian and I – and really not even just Brian and I, like, anytime we'd be out – and you'd be DJing at Faustle Hall. would be like, oh shit, Lightbrite's DJing. Like, he's, he's such a good DJ. And like, you. you just had such a unique energy and such a unique look that it was easy to remember who you were. Yes. And your music was always so well curated that it was, it was just good. It was just bangers, Thank like you. one banger after another, which is so important, especially yes. when you're trying to keep a crowd yes. of so many different kinds of people. Yes.
2: yes. So you really, gosh, Saba, you really just hit that on the head of... What, what I feel like has advanced me in this particular climate, in this particular culture, is that the first part of that is that I do have a unique look. I mean, if you haven't seen me, other really outside of Instagram, I'm like six foot eight. I have dreads that are down to almost my butt. I am this flamboyant, um, bright energy that just kind of moves around a space kind of like a Bull in a China cabinet? Yeah, so it's yeah, yeah. Like, That's a great way to describe <laughs> it. You know, but like, but gracefully. But gracefully. But gracefully. Sometimes, sometimes you unless will, I've got <laughs> tequila. Ooh, shout out to tequila. <laughs> shout out to the tequila. Shout out to my 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 shout out to my sponsors one time, Patron. They are just doing really good things for me right now. Okay. Um, So there's a, there's a moment where it's like that element of attraction of, okay, who is this guy and what is he doing? And then you mentioned being able to play the music and understand. So I went to school in Western Oklahoma at Southwestern Oklahoma state, and I grew up with cowboys and people from the city. yeah for And sure. so it was an awesome thing to learn how Oklahoma to mix baby. Yeah. <laughs> literally like I'm mixing in, I love it. um, um, Friends in Low Places and <laughs> WAP because and this is WAP in twenty fourteen. So we're talking J Dash WAP. But like they go together and everybody in, in the club is like, okay, oh <laughs> well, it's a bar, but it's it's you know, everyone's doing their thing. You got people that are there for dime beer and people that are there for the later tequila shots harmonizing. And it was yes. like that moment. Mm-hmm. And it was like twenty fourteen, I realized, I'm like, I'm in a really unique place. This yeah. is not Dallas or this is not any other mm-hmm. smaller town in Texas. This isn't, this isn't anywhere in Kansas because I'm just going to speak geographically. There's not a centrally located Mm -hmm. large town in Kansas. That's not built around a college, Mm -hmm. Colorado, Denver. It has its uniqueness. I think that's why Denver and Colorado Mm -hmm. are unique. But if you look at your other places, your California's, your Illinois, your Florida's, there isn't a space where geographically, everyone comes to the center. If mm, yeah. You talk about Texas, Austin. Mm-hmm. Austin is that place. But that's what really gave it that, like, hmm, there's something here. And I'm doing this yeah. in the western part of the state. So what could happen if I got to the central part of the state? Mm-hmm. And then four years later, I'd end up at a Fassler Hall. Yeah. And I'm like, this is the place that I was in four years ago, but it's evolved a bit. And there's more people that are diverse. And now I've got Latino people and people from – the um, Eastern Asian part of of the country and people from the Western Asian part of the country and people from South Africa. And I've got people from um, Northeast Asia who are traveling in and going to flight school. And I'm like just like learning who all of these people are. And I'm like, well, what kind of music do they want to listen to? Yeah, They want to listen to everything. Mm -hmm. And so that really did help me figure that out, and then just run with it.
0: Mm. That's awesome. So with, like, being a creative and inspiring other people along the way to, where would you say, like, your inspirational drive comes from? Hmm. What do you get inspired by?
2: Gosh, I get inspired by other people living out their dreams. Mm. It is like, it, it sometimes feels cheesy, but at the same time, I think living out your dreams is probably one of the hardest thing that you can do because Mm -hmm. your dream is your dream. So it's so unique to yourself Mm -hmm. that nobody else can really ever see it the way that you can. So when I see somebody else kind of get that fuck it in them Mm -hmm. and they're like, I'm going for it, then I know because I've chased my dreams and seen them come to fruition. I'm like, okay, well, the universe is going to conspire to help you to achieve that. And if you just keep going at that, you're going to achieve it. And the moment you do, it's going to be the sweetest moment And when you do, it feeds into the universe, and it makes everybody else happier. Yeah. People don't realize that when someone achieves their dream, it's going to make the world happier—the
0: highest good for all. Yeah, yeah.
2: boom. Yeah. So that is like that's it for me that's every really single cool. time. That's
1: really mm-hmm. well said. So you're huge on community here in Oklahoma City. What do you personally think really brings people together in our city?
2: I think it is the. Um, this is a really good question because I had this conversation with a friend a few days ago and that's falling apart I apologize it's okay I'm, I'm really fine where on where it, I'm like on it, yeah. stumbling on <laughs> keeping it together um there's this desire for connectivity in Oklahoma City and I think that what draws people here is that everyone is searching for something whether it is career, or health, or life, or relationship, whatever it may be, but always in that pursuit, you're, you're going to end up connecting with other people, and I really feel like here in Oklahoma, there's something about it where it's so organic that it, it comes from love, and so when I see the community coming together, it's like, hmm, there's, there's more than just everyone else's actions it's like there's a greater energy bringing us together so then I look at what cannabis has done and then I look at what I feel like music can continue to do what music's always done for what I feel like everyone in any culture in any space of the world what I feel like I can do with music and what I feel like my community can do with music all of those things coming together can make this a bit of an oasis And I feel like that is like what that is like that vision that I kind of started to have then, and I really wanted to communicate to people. And I feel like other people see it in other ways too.
0: Yeah, for sure. That's good. You're so well spoken. I know. I was just about to say, like, take the words right out of my mouth. So, what does your family dynamic look like with being a DJ, your father, a husband, and entrepreneur? Mm -hmm. Like, how do you find balance with all of that? Because I know it can be overwhelming. Right.
2: It can be, and and it is more overwhelming than I like to give it credit for, but I think that I want it to be overwhelming Mm -hmm. in a way that when it's overwhelming at a certain degree, there's always a level of accountability. So one thing that I always emphasize on is the way that I move and the way that I interact with women and the way that I even interact with people who are seeking attention from me who are of the same sex. Mm -hmm. It's like there's a level of attention that people are seeking that they want, whether it is friendship, love, a connection, Mm -hmm. validation, it could be anything, right? Mm -hmm. And that moment, that exchange of attention is like me giving a coin to somebody else. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, I need to have the most coins for my family. I need to have the most coins for my homestead. So I really find moments to balance out that exchange and that, turns out to be the balance that I need so then when I go back home I can disconnect I can go from being go 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 being the local celebrity or whatever it may be or the aspiring you know national or international touring star or whatever I'm I'm seeking in life at the end of the day I can still disconnect that mm-hmm. and and become the dad the husband the life partner the the, the son the the person that is in the community that my community needs, and and also to add to that question, a part of that balance is the community. My mom, my dad, my brother, mm-hmm. my wife's parents, her sisters, our great aunts and great uncles and grandparents. They are the reflection of us, so we are very family oriented. They're family oriented. Mm-hmm. My daughters are often with them because they want to be with them. They're yeah, often, you know, great. they want them to have them. So it, Shelby and I both feel that when your offspring have those different influences and you allow them to choose mm-hmm. to that, then then that creates that independence for them as well. So then I can spread my wings and fly when I need to fly. Yeah, the support and the, yeah, you have. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. And it's like your kids support you without, you, without them even knowing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, dad, go do your thing. But they don't think that, you know, they're just right. like, oh, I want to go hang out with grandma and grandpa. Exactly. But in your mind, it's like, thank you. Like, yes. thank you for being mindful without even knowing it, exactly. you know, because I feel like oftentimes as parents, especially in like, my parents' generation, it was give yourself to the kids, which is not a bad thing. And as a parent, you do. I but I feel like there's balance with that because you shouldn't give yourself to your kid as well. Mm-hmm. You should keep that for yourself so that you can be an even better and present parent yes. versus like uh, I'm like on
2: edge. You know? Yes. You have to fill your cup. Your cup has to be mm-hmm. full- We talk about it often in our marriage and we talk about it in parenting and even in friendships. It's like your cup has to be filled to a certain point Mm -hmm. that you can be that part of the community or that part of whatever the relationship, the interaction is. So when your cup is full with the things that you need it to be that you've filled for yourself, that not someone else has filled for you, then you can deliver that best whatever it is to that, again, that interaction. that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree.
1: Yeah, that was great. So, do you have a time in your career thus far that you can remember that's just been like unreal that you can't forget that you're like, holy shit, how did I end up here?
2: That's that's like that's really right now. Really, it, it's oh, that's it's awesome. kind of like I'm 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 really living the parts of my career that I manifested for even even back to like 2011 when I didn't know that DJing was gonna create this but I just knew that I wanted to influence Mm -hmm. I knew that I could do things in a way that were greater than percentages of the population now to anybody that feels like that's kind of like like oh that's a very confident statement it's like well think about if you're a doctor and you feel like you're Mm -hmm. like the best brain surgeon
1: yeah
2: it's like well sure you are in you are for real in a one percent category nobody else is a brain surgeon I mean excuse me if I don't know if you two are brain surgeons. But <laughs> well, actually, surprise. You know, I'm in the room with two brain surgeons. Actually, two brain surgeons and a DJ. <laughs> so it's like at that level, I'm like, okay, one, having that confidence in yourself. Two, betting on yourself. And then three, thinking wherever I'm going to get to is going to be a space that I know I'm going to be happy in. That was also yeah. like a thing that I wanted to like instill in myself and whatever I chased. And so looking at it now, I'm like, dang, this is pretty cool. Yeah, like, This yeah. is... This is awesome. And there are some dreams that I thought or there are some goals that I did set that I'm like, these are some goals that I want to achieve. But then they came to a point where I'm like, oh, no, that's not really what I want. Yeah. yeah. And that mm-hmm. doesn't really align. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: It looks shiny and pretty, but like it really mm-hmm. might not yeah. be for mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. highest good. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. It's cool that we're talking right now and you're at like the peak. Moment yeah, of like so what like, you feel yes. like is the dream you know which is crazy because this is not even your peak yet yeah I don't
1: think so either not even close but for you to feel like Prime. this is you're like you're just like at mm-hmm. the highest point of your career it's it's cool because it's only gonna get higher from here and to see where you started and like just you know being fans in the mm-hmm. crowd to like being sitting here with you on this podcast yes. now and like seeing I mean even before you walked in like we were talking about you and I mean it's cool even with the community that you've created with Lightbright and friends. Like mm-hmm. people just know to expect it. So like when they see it and they're like they go to the collective or, you know, wherever they may go and they're like, mm-hmm. Oh, like Lightbright and Friends, oh, this is gonna be a good set. And it it, it like Cora the other that day. Really yeah, like Cora the other eyes. day. Like Cora's so fucking great. She's and so yeah. she slays it oh, every so time. Bad. Every time. Shout out to Cora if you're Shout listening to, to this. Waves. But she like even that it's just so cool to see where you were and how far you've come but you've brought people with you like mm-hmm. and you've included people and helped them further their career in their own way and if mm-hmm. any point they decide they want to flap their own wings and go off I guess we goose yeah yes. like it's like <laughs> and it's cool because that is it's not so much like influence like influencer but that's the kind of influence I feel like you were here to bring to other you people, you want everyone to win, like that's yeah, that's really genuinely
2: mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I, I I mean this, and I'm so glad that y'all that y'all emphasize that because it's like one like a one liner that I have, but it's like I want people to win so bad that I'm offended when they don't reach out to me for collaboration. When it, it's Jay Z has a line and I'm gonna butcher it, so I'm not even gonna <laughs> recite. He basically says like, people would rather work for the man than to work for me, and he's like. That shit's upsetting to me. Yeah. So, me, I feel like not that I am the man, and I've been called the man sometimes. <laughs> like, like, oh, you're gonna go work for the man. I'm like, hey, I am, I am. I feel like I'm on a liberation journey. Like, I am mm-hmm. trying to liberate people on a in a in such a way where they find the confidence to go do what they want to do, not what I'm doing, yeah. not what somebody else is doing, what mm-hmm. they want to do. And that is why it's so pure when they win. So if what they want to do looks like my path, perfect. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I have the playbook mm-hmm. and I will give it to you. Yeah. If you are on a different path, great. Can I help you find somebody else that you may need some assistance from or can I put you in a space mm-hmm. or can I just cheer from the sideline? Yeah. Can I cheer on your team? Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And, and that is just so organic. I just like feed off of it. Yeah. I'm like leave I like, leave a Sunday brunch. And I'm not even DJing, and it's like Cora or Brad yeah. or Danny or Joseph for <laughs> somebody, and it's like their set has given me so much energy. I just mm-hmm. have ideas the whole way home, yeah. and I'm like jotting things down wow. or voice texting them to my assistants, like, "Hey, like let's let's do this Monday morning. Like yeah. this is the, this is what I want to move forward with. What do you think about this? You know, mm-hmm. it's it's so so much
0: inspiration.
2: Take a. Rip or a hit every time I say organic. (laughs)
0: organic. Hey, organic is such a wholesome word. It really is. It really is. We might need to put it on a
2: t-shirt. We might need to do a cannabis hangout like Brighton Friends collab. Just organic with like some like cannabis. (laughs) Let me be inspired right now. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay, so you play a ton of genres of music. What is your most listened to personally type of music that like you're maybe currently jamming with? So it doesn't have to be too broad. What would you say?
2: Okay, so right now, currently, I am big on Ama Piano. It is an African house genre. It's it's Ooh. really, it's very um, close to deep house and a lot of, like, African tribal mm. uh, influence. And the elements of it range from saxophones to Ooh. pianos to anything that's melodic and has, like, essentially like a chord progression so mm-hmm. you can you can follow the song it's almost like the the instruments are lyrics in their own way yeah. they like, like, tell a story in the song yeah. so I'm a piano we have this phrase everyone that's supporting ama a piano we say I'm a piano to the world because it's coming from Africa it's coming from the motherland and it's taking the globe by storm and so that is like my favorite genre if you want to look it up it is a a p i a n o you can search it on Spotify YouTube SoundCloud, like Search Instagram, I'm a piano, you'll find anything. And that is in the larger scheme of the genre, like just world music. Mm-hmm. And that equates everything, or that includes everything from Latin-influenced music to Asian-influenced music. Um, more specifically, Middle Eastern-influenced music. Like, I really call it equatorial. So everything between, like, the Tropic of Cancer and the Tropic of Capricorn. Yeah. Really that, they all kind of has a sound and that is something that I'm really paying attention to mm-hmm. what I feel like is also like a love language of music um there's there's a subgenre of reggae I'm like really f- floating off on this one but it's like the last genre that I really am high on <laughs> <Play okay. laughs> um, and it's a uh, lover's rock reggae it's okay. like um I
0: love me some reggae yeah
2: so if you like dive into the specific subgenre of lovers rock okay it's like it is is also really rhythmic it's a little slower it's it's jazzy and there are oftentimes like a lot of just really good vibe music from that and a lot of producers are what we call flipping or remixing mm-hmm. current songs or songs from the 90s the 2000s with that twist with that it. twist and yeah. so you get that
0: i love that sound. Yeah, like that is dope cool. that's what i noticed that Cora was doing the other day at the collective yes. yeah. like it was just like such a vibe because you got yes. so much culture in it, but then mm-hmm. it's like an older song or a current song, so it's all being brought together.
2: So that specific genre is called well, it's not even a genre; it's like a community. It, it's it's really what inspired Lightbread and Friends. It's selection s o u l e c t i o n. Okay, and it's uh, a DJ and culture curator by the name of Joe K. It's a whole team of producers and stylists and and lifestyle bloggers and djs and artists and they have this this tagline that is um future beats eclectic soul forgotten gems and timeless sounds oh wow Wow. and how beautifully said isn't it it so good like yeah it's like the intro of every mix and there's 553 two-hour mixes out that have been Curated over the last ten years, and there are music festivals, and clothing lines, and meetups, and there's a whole community. There's a mental health side of it. There's a health and wellness side of the community. There's a Discord channel, and it's just this whole thing. They had a Coachella stage at Coachella that, like, I got to go like watch them for the first time, the DJs perform, Mm -hmm. and that's dope. They find this music that is from all over the world, and this one DJ and all of his either featured Mm -hmm. DJs or friends they produce these mixes and Cora and myself and Brad and all of our other colleagues like we are really keen to that sound because at the end of the day like it is the sound of love and the sound of unity Mm -hmm. and when we play it in our sets like we feel like we are just trying to push that on everybody like this is a this is a safe space this is is a community space Mm -hmm. this is a warm connecting open you can be here you can exist you can have your time that you want to have
1: And I feel like it's really connecting. I mean, as somebody who is from a different part of the world and listens to different music from, you know, Pakistan and India, when you hear DJs kind of incorporate even other instruments that you're used to hearing, it triggers something inside of you, right? Like without even knowing you kind of – and not a bad trigger, but like a Mm -hmm. good trigger. Like, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, like this – and it reminds you of something or it takes you somewhere or you just remember the set because it's like you remembered that specific instrument or sound and that is another i mean that's a great way to again connect the community because music is also something that connects people worldwide right. and so the fact that you if if you can bring other cultures into it what more do people want they just want to be included yes especially in music and yes. especially in Oklahoma i think that's so yes. cool that you're able to like do that and blend different cultures and just create a vibe
2: it's 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 so validating and um motivating to hear you say that because that is that's like everything I've I've always wanted was just people to feel a part of whatever it is that's being created mm-hmm. in some form of fashion to have some connection that they can say okay because of that connection I'm drawn to it I'm willing to go to that again, or I'm willing to share that with someone, or I'm willing to leave a positive review, or I'm leaving, you know, I'm willing to do whatever it is that furthers that experience.
1: Yeah. You're doing great at it. Thank you. You're killing it. Thank you. So if you were gonna be a song or genre,
2: what would you um, be? I'd be Udagueton. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I actually I like have it. a umethone album on the way.
1: Do you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm very, well I'm very
2: excited about it. So ooh,
1: we're excited about yeah, it. I'll be. I'll so be, DJ stands days. for disc jockey, which yes. is, this is different for everyone, I'm sure. But what does being a DJ
2: mean to you? Being a DJ means being a deliverer of the juice. See what I mean, yeah, DJ, yeah. deliverer of the juice. Yeah. Um, it's like, <laughs> it's, it's like it, it really is someone who is in the know. Deeper than just, like, listening. It it is understanding the culture. It's understanding the keys of the music and the BPMs and, like, Mm -hmm. what makes people move. It's, like, understanding that certain pockets of music in certain eras move people more than others do. And then also, like, having the confidence to go out and play it and be like, hey, also, I really think that you all should enjoy this music just like I enjoy it because... It makes me want to get out of bed every day. Yeah, and yeah. I know y'all came here because coming here made you get out of bed. So let's merge the two together in yeah. some in some form or fashion. And, like, that's how I feel about the certain genres. And when I play them, I'm like, I feel so passionate about this that I am finding the most creative ways to deliver this to you. I'm mm-hmm. like delivering you a product. I want you to experience this in the best way that you possibly can. Yeah, like, I, am I doing want. the job, you know? And yeah. so... That's um, that's like really what it feels like.
0: That's awesome. That is okay. So, what would you say is a good rule of thumb that you feel like every crowd should know whenever you're doing your thing, DJing? I just say what it needs to be said. Oh my
2: gosh! And I'm not. You know what? There's there's two answers, and the first one is like, I feel like it's the gimme, so I'm not even gonna say it. But the the second one is be polite to the DJ.
0: Yes. I
2: will take a request. I, I, I honestly, I'm, I've started doing this now just because I've got tired of saying, I'm sad I didn't do this, but I wish when I started DJing, I would have started writing down every request that I got Yeah. because you think about how many songs I would have in a note, because we don't lose anything because these Apple phones, it's going to yeah. stay in there. <laughs> yeah. I can just go to the iCloud, but I would have a note so long. I'd have a playlist so long of music that mm-hmm. people have requested me. Like mm-hmm. DJs will hate me when I get to a point and I'm just going to start publicizing this, but I'm like, everybody's a DJ. Yeah. Like you create playlists, mm-hmm. you you yeah. turn you press play on the music, you're a DJ. So we just happen to get paid mm-hmm. to do it. But at the end of the day, there are a lot of people that come up to me and request a song that's literally in the deck that I'm about to play. Yeah. It happens more times than not that it gives me chills. And that I tell weird. the person, I'm like, you know what? If you were about to give me money, I'm gonna give you money. If you're about to buy me a drink, I'm gonna buy you a drink. Yeah. Because there's something about you that you're connected to this music yeah. and yes. that we could go into a whole different conversation about that. But there's that moment that mm-hmm. it's like when I know that people have mustered up the courage, whether it's alcohol courage or just regular old courage yeah. to come up to the DJ booth. Yeah. Like, Why am I gonna tell you don't come up here? I know
1: it honestly it does take a lot of courage to go up there. I've never done it myself, but it' Song request. Yeah. yeah, It takes a lot of courage. It's not Mm -hmm. just like willy nilly going up there because a lot of the times it's like, oh, I don't want to disturb him. Like, I don't want them to get mad at me. Like, some people aren't very friendly. Like, people aren't friendly. And you're
0: just kind of like, oh, sorry I even came. Yeah. And and then
1: you're embarrassed. In front of a lot of people because everyone's watching. I mean, not that they're watching, but, like, you know, people always have, yeah. But, like,
2: people
0: always have eyes on you, especially when you get
2: embarrassed. Exactly. (laughs) It's like, oh, I know everybody's watching. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I just know that, like, crowds can be crazy in good ways. I know there's always, like, certain people that stand out. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I just wanted to, like, people to hear a good rule of thumb with a DJ. Because the party can get crazy. So, like, to be polite. And, And seriously,
2: like, be polite because I have female DJs on my roster, yeah. And I'm sure there will be a moment when I have non-binary DJs on my roster. Yeah. So when you are interacting with a human, you should be polite Yeah. in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've had moments where individuals have interacted with my DJs and they've been female DJs and it's been women. I'm like, why are you being like, there's already enough predatorial issues yeah. that... that I'm sure you have to worry about, I I don't know, but Mm -hmm. I know how men can be and I've experienced it and I've had to interject and sometimes I haven't. It's like, there's a moment when enough has been enough for me to see. So it's like, what can I do? We'll just create a culture of just being polite in general. So there's not even a moment. So Mm -hmm. like, I speak about Fassler Hall a lot and that many times, I mean, I think that I can think, I can count on my hands the amount of times that we've had fights and it is, middle of 2022 and i've been djing since 2018 and i can count on my hands the number of times that i have seen or that one of my djs have been djing at fastener hall and Mm -hmm. there's been a fight so much so that like it's been disruptive and we've had to stop the music so that sheds light on the culture that has been Mm -hmm. created there when i've been in other spaces And there's been harassment.
0: Yeah. And it's like, for sure, yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: That just shouldn't even be in the space in general. And if we can just do that, then everyone can be protected and safe. Yeah. And we can have the best experience.
0: Absolutely. That's good to know. Just had to ask so everyone can hear.
2: (laughs) No, that was a great, great, great one.
0: Yes. So, what's some advice that you have for maybe like an inspiring person to become a DJ or entrepreneur that Mm -hmm. you can pass along from your own experience?
2: I would say don't take advice from people less successful than you. It's like straight out of Kanye's mouth. But um, I think that it's one of the most important things when you're deciding what level of commitment or what level of um, energy you have for that journey. Mm -hmm. So for me with DJing, when I was first starting, it was merely just seeking being a party DJ, being someone who was popular at school, Because I also really knew how to play the music, but I just wanted to be in that space. So then it got to a point where I then thought, well, I can take this to another level. And that that energy and that drive changed. And there was no one around me that could help me make that decision. It had to be a decision made by myself. Mm -hmm. And the only people that I could look to for decisions to help me make that were people who had been down that path before. So... That would be one of those suggestions. And if you do decide to go to someone, find someone who you really believe aligns with your beliefs mm-hmm. so that you always have that person in your back pocket because I firmly believe that when you make a connection with someone, it's probably going to be a connection that's lifelong. Yeah. So yeah. go into it with a really good intention because some of my best mentors are fathers who have great marriages, mm-hmm. who are great dads, who have great work-life balance, some of my best mentors are mothers with great marriages mm-hmm. with that are boss bitches that know how to handle both a lifestyle that they want and a lifestyle that they're building for their family. Yeah. And it's like those two things are in line with what I do yes. every day. So yeah. it makes sense for that to be. Who's there that I'm looking up to, and who's there that I'm that I'm following? Yeah,
0: that's good. That's great yeah, advice.
2: That just is. just stay on brand. Yeah,
1: hell yeah. So, what's next for DJ Light Bright? What can we expect from you this year?
2: This year would be just a lot of um, community influence. I'm looking to do a lot of nonprofit work. So um, this fall, I'll be doing something really big with the Oklahoma City Fire Department. They've got an initiative that they are um, installing. Uh, fire alarms and doing a lot of fire home education, mm-hmm. fire fire safety, home safety education, installation of fire extinguishers, alarms, smoke systems in. Houses of families. I'm struggling on this. You're doing families great. That, um that, a lot. that don't have the opportunities, that don't have the resources. Okay. Wow. It was so. ADHD right there. No, that um so that's that's like a really big fundraiser that we're having August 27th. Very and so I'm cool. really excited about that. Um I'm also getting us in just more community work, and I say us, and it's like me and the community, me and the DJs, me yeah. and the team. Like we are taking what is a blessing in being able to throw parties and be the life of the party? To also, you know, turning that into being a lifeline for the community. Yeah. And so I feel like that's really important. Um, fire safety is something that's really big in our house. We are cannabis users, so I feel like it's super important yeah, that yes. as cannabis users, having whatever that we have, that there is um, a really good conversation about fire safety. Yeah, and it's really. It's interesting, just if I can speak on it for just 10 seconds, it's that, you know, there's a lot of mitigation that can be done from just education Mm -hmm. and and having the right um, appliances and resources. So if we can save a life by just making sure that there is a fire alarm installed in the house Mm -hmm. and if that can come by way of a donation, then that's great. And so that's kind of what we're really pushing for in more missions like that because we want to see the community grow outside of just, you know, Turning up all the time. Yeah,
0: yeah that's awesome. That's good. Turn that's up really the other
2: avenues. Yeah. Community health and hell
1: yeah, for sure. That's awesome. All that, stuff. I, that just, I mean, that just goes to show the brand that you've created and the the community aspect of. I mean, that's the centerpiece of what you do, and it's beautiful to see you give back, which. Like it's really important. It so, is, thank it you is. for what you do. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. So, we like to ask everyone this question, mm-hmm. but cannabis culture is getting big in Oklahoma City. What's a stigma revolving cannabis that you personally would like to see changed?
2: I would like to see one, the continued disconnect of the word marijuana mm-hmm. and maybe even weed. I don't know, but like for sure, pot. Like, I, there's just some words that really hit derogatory-like to me that I would like to see continue. And I think that we can do that here in Oklahoma. I think we do a really good job using cannabis. We do a really um, thorough job with what we have explaining the medicinal side of things. So I'm, I'm a big fan of that. I also would like to see um, a bit of a... How I see more respect given to just the people who may not look like they need to be in the cannabis industry mm-hmm. or may not look like the people who may have more resources in the cannabis industry, mm-hmm. but are hustling who knows how many times harder yeah. Yeah. than those who have what they have. Yes. And yeah. I've been fortunate to be on a lot of different sides of the cannabis industry in Oklahoma so early. And so I've seen very inspiring sides and very, not so inspiring sides Yeah. and so when I look at those who are just trying to make a name for themselves trying to build for their family they have a vision and an inspiration and they want to run with it I would like to really see that that is seen through in a very um bipartisan mm-hmm. equal rights way that like everybody should have access to yeah, yeah. going down to even you know cannabis um offenses and mm, yes yeah in cannabis law. Like yes. that, that's one that I have a really big vision for, but I think that what Jalen what DJ Lightbright with yeah. Lightbright and Friends can can impact on right now it's it's really those two things. You're
0: yeah. gonna get there though. Yeah you will with something yeah. that you're gonna do that's gonna I, I be in that too. realm. I mean you yeah. I think yeah, it'll you lead will. Me.
2: I think it'll guide me. I I feel yeah. it I had a conversation with a colleague and we're like getting ready to wrap up but no, he was great. saying he was like you know DJing is like, uh, it, it's opening the door. I'm like, it's like a vehicle. It's like everything, I feel like everything in life has its like lane or it's a certain mode of transportation. Mm-hmm. So for me, DJing was the mode of transportation that allowed me to then create Lightbright and Friends. And it's like, now I'm being able to get into nonprofit and I want to get into mental health and I want to give back to a lot of disenfranchised communities. And then it's like, I'm thinking, well, if I'm in cannabis and I'm in entertainment and I'm, I'm big on hip-hop, and I know how cannabis has affected the black community, but if we also look at all of the communities that are disenfranchised or affected, there's got to be some path, maybe not now, maybe not mm-hmm. in, a, in a year, but somewhere I'm going to find where I can continue to have more influence. Yeah, you'll fit right in. Right and in. continue to change lives.
0: Yeah, and the fact that you're just talking about it now, like you're yeah. setting up what you want
2: in the future to happen, mm-hmm. so it's on the way. When you want something, the entire universe conspires in helping <laughs> you to is. achieve Yes,
1: one hundred percent. Well,
0: I think this wraps up our episode for today. Episode. It was so much fun. It was such a good episode. Thank you so much for being here, yes.
1: Yes. guys. Go follow DJ Lightbrite on Instagram. It's dj l i t e b r i t e ninety three. Yes. We also want to thank everyone for listening today. Stay tuned for next week's episode and. And as always, Bran, stay
0: medicated. Let's
2: go.
1: Thanks for listening to today's show. Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong, available now at dopehistory.com.